That's enough of that. <laughs> oh, Merry Bloody Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Bloody Christmas. Wherever you are on this night. We are recording this, our Christmas special, the day of the general election results. So That's enough of that. How's your week been? To have clear music. I haven't listened to any Christmas music until tonight. I, I thought I'm going to come into this clean as a whistle. No no Christmas jadedness. Unprepared. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but because of that, I haven't really gotten excited for Christmas just yet. Oh. So I'm, you know, I'm dressed up for it. There's a Christmas tree in the corner. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to listening to some tunes. What does your jumper say? It says holidays are coming. Yeah, it's, it's a Coca-Cola jumper. Mm. Did you not realise that? No, I knew it was Coca-Cola. Holidays are coming. Holidays are coming. Do, 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 do. If that's the correct jingle. But yeah. I, I always thought that advert would be funnier if that little kid just runs out and sees the back of the lorry and then another lorry just ploughs into the back of him. You dark bastard. <laughs> You're in for a dark evening, Tom. Are you taking Christmas and turned it weird? Yeah. And edgy? I've brought the darkness. Yes. No, not the darkness. Whatever happened to the darkness? Yeah, oh well, exactly. But I think this was just a, a, a really, really good Christmas song. When did it come out? I think it was 2004, 2006. That's two different years, Tom. Yeah, one of those two years. <laughs> Potentially 2005. What, what's your final final? Final answer, answer is 2004. Nope. 2006. Nope. 2005. Nope. 2007. Nope. 2008. Nope. 2003. Yep. Ah. Yet again, that music <laughs> knowledge <Musical> just <laughs> straight in there. So I'm feeling sharp tonight. So why is that a good Christmas song? What is a good Christmas song? Uh, I mean, song? This, is, this is the question, but you... I feel like it's ingrained in all of us that we know what a good Christmas song is and what a bad Christmas song is. There's something Christmassy about it. It fills you up inside with warmth. And there we go, folks. That's that's it. Fills you up with warmth. I think you're right. I think you're exactly. right. Exactly. Take away your cynical tone, your cynical cynic. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, yes, but it, it, there's a certain... I must have a contrary opinion. Yeah. I crack on. I'm just pointing that out. I'm here to play devil's advocate to your happiness. And I feel like Christmas is the best time to do that. Do you not love Christmas? No, do I do. I do, do like you Christmas. You don't love Christmas? No, when you walk into WH Smith yeah. on the 2nd of December right. and you start hearing Christmas songs, yeah. what's your thought? Um, 2nd of December, I'm, I'm down with that. It's quite pleasant, I think. Um, 25th of November? Too early. 3rd of August? Definitely too early. 8th of January? Um, a bit late mm. or early I think Christmas songs <laughs> should stop on New Year's Day and Christmas songs should start on the first day of Advent you know what I've always wondered what are the 12 days of Christmas as in what are they no in the song obviously I know what they are well, I know what most of them are Yeah, I think everyone starts to get confused after 10 partridge in the pear tree are two we, turtle are we doing doves, them all? three French hens, yeah. four swans are swimming. No. Oh no, six swans are swimming. 
No. It's, it's weird doing it the wrong way around. Yeah, why are you doing it the wrong the way first around? On the first day of Christmas. <laughs> 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 Two Take a seat. Dubs, three French hens, four. You do, you do, calling you do, birds. You do, why are you going up? Four calling birds. Five gold rings. Yeah. Six swans are swimming. Seven no. ladies dancing. No. Eight lords are leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Eight maids are milking. Yeah, that's one. Seven swans are swimming. Yeah. Six geese are laying. Yeah. Nine... Nine. Twelve lords are leaping. Eleven ladies dancing. Eleven pipers piping. No, ten pipers piping. Twelve lords are leaping. Eleven ladies dancing. Ten pipers piping. Nine ladies dancing. Do you You, know them? You're really concerned. I thought I, I, you know, I thought I had it. I think I know up to eight. Have you heard about the twelve days of Christmas being used as a uh, measure of inflation? The cost of all of the twelve days, or the presents given by those twelve days, obviously changes throughout the years. Yeah. You've got to have a couple of caveats in there by the fact that you aren't buying the people in it you are renting no. i don't know I, <laughs> so it's not slavery it's prostitution exactly Perfect. i don't know i don't know what sort of companies are providing maids of milking in only groups of eight <laughs> but i'll try it with okay, a bit I'll, of bestiality with the four calling birds why that why are the first ones all birds and then why are the last ones all people Phew, big question and what the fuck is a partridge what do you think is the most expensive out of all those things? Uh, I imagine the five gold rings. But, I w- act- well, no, a lord must be quite expensive. To get one lord at a party, I'd imagine that would be a, at least a grand. Yeah, imagine. But then a gold ring. Oh, no, a gold ring's going to be... So we're not accounting for people. Okay. Well, how uh, much is a leap? <laughs> 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 how much do you reckon in 2015 in US dollars the cost of all goods? What I don't know is if this is... So, you know, on the first day of Christmas, you get a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah. On the second day of Christmas, you get two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah. So do I now have two partridges? And two pear trees. Yes. I think... Well, you must. So, so by the end of it, do you have 12 partridges in a pear tree? And 12 pear trees. And pear then trees. 22, whatever 11 is, pipes piping. Probably. I don't know. Anyway, $34,000. That's not bad, though. Mm. 12 drummers drumming! There it is! 12 drummers drumming, 11 lords are leaping, 10... No, I think I had drummers drumming. Yeah, I think you did, possibly. Pipers piping, 9 ladies dancing, 8 maids are milking, 7 swans are swimming... Six geese are laying, five gold rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> what would be the 13th? Ooh, my lord. Uh, uh, 13 princes prancing. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm. 13 princes prancing. I feel like they ran out of steam when they they got to eventually... Well, they got to Lords of Leaping, and then they got to... Hmm, pipers. What could the pipers be doing? Piping. 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 Oh, let's go for piping. But then, then it's not what you imagine. They're actually piping icing. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a very elaborate design on a four-tiered wedding cake. But uh, straight off, I would li- love to ask... Uh, what I would love to do, Cameron, is I would love to ask you... What would you love to do? I'd love to ask you, Cameron, yeah. what is your favourite Christmas song? <sighs> the one I 
think, oh, it's Christmas, I'll stick that song on, is Christmas Lights by Coldplay. Yeah, you're right, you make that face. That's a terrible choice. Do you not think that's just quite lovely? Favourite Christmas song? You think, listen to that, you think Christmas. I feel warm, I feel cosy, I feel lovely. I don't believe you've ever felt those emotions. <laughs> Christmas isn't for happiness. Yes, it is. <laughs> I wouldn't put this on at a party, a Christmas party, obviously. Why, why, why obviously? You asked me what my favourite Christmas I song is, and I give you an answer. But I want you to have a better answer than this. What's your edgy Christmas song then? <laughs> or was this it? Well, this wasn't. No, this <laughs> this isn't edgy enough to be edgy. The edgy Christmas song. That's yeah. Coldplay. Yeah. Uh, the 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 Pogues. Um, what the fuck's it called? Fairytale in New York. <laughs> that that I think is the perfect Christmas song for the UK. That is just a song that truly reflects a sort of happiness, but yet an underlying tone of melancholy most of christmas music is kind of stockholm syndrome you know what i mean yeah mariah carey being them you're going to listen to that song whether you want to or not and you're probably going to end up enjoying it all right then what's your favorite my favorite's 2000 miles the pretenders oh okay play that he's it's nice that isn't it what's it about he's gone 2000 miles it's very far yeah but where i don't know who gives a shit where he's gone? Why I really <laughs> like that song. Why I really like that song yeah. is there's no like there's no sleigh bells or it's not particularly cheery or upbeat, but it's just nice and gentle. And it just I hear those little chords and the nice arpeggio guitar. And I just think that's that's Christmas. No idea why. There's there's no science behind that. There is a there is a Christmas key. It's maybe a key or a a certain sort of melodic flow that is is quite um pertinent within Ooh. christmas songs what's your what's your perfect christmas my perfect christmas yeah. food i like food do you like your family all right okay they provide the food um what, what about you so i'm at home and wake up early open the presents to everybody dad will put on the fire and if i like the gifts i hug and love and blah Put on some tunes, music tunes, go get ready, probably wearing new Christmas clothes. New get, Christmas clothes? I'm assuming you get new, like, my perfect Christmas, someone at least buys me a nice shirt. And to show that I really love them, I'll wear it that day. And even, then never even, again. Even you hate <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've, um, and then we just sit around and chat, maybe have a few games while dad's cooking Christmas dinner. Oh. Then Christmas dinner comes out and it's just a big fuck fest of food. And it's beautiful, and it's just covered in gravy, and it's oh, it's so good. And I might have a little bit of cranberry sauce on it, or I might not, depending on the Christmas, you know. Tell me more about the fuck fest. The fuck fest of food. 
Yeah. Um, okay, sure. Um, so we got the classic vegetables, uh, the Brussels sprouts, the broccoli. Um, I believe mum sometimes even puts on some peas and corn in a nice mix for That's us. That's barbaric. It's delicious though. So we get past the vegetables, parsnips, obviously, roast potatoes, all very good. Uh, then we get uh, the stuffing, sage, sage and onion stuffing. Very, very nice. All good. Saxos, sage and sage stuffing, other... Stuffings are available. I, ca- I have a, on occasion made my own pork stuffing, pork and apple stuffing, which is very delicious. I would highly recommend checking that out. BBC Good Food Recipe. Thank me later. Uh, might even make it this year, but I might not. I'll keep you all posted. Then we also have some sausage balls, like meatballs. Then we have pigs wrapped in blankets. A bit of a pork massacre, our Christmas dinner, but it's really tasty pork massacre, so you know, it's a good one. Um, and then, then big turkey. Big turkey. Mm, very good. Crispy skin. Cooks all the way through. Just how mother used to make. Um, that was lovely. I enjoyed that. I yeah. enjoyed listening to that. And we're only up to lunchtime, Cameron. You've got plenty more good things to hear. What are, you for, what are you having for dinner? We, what we will do, Cameron, is we will just snack on the leftover meat. Yeah. Mm. And copious like. amounts of red wine. Will be consumed, and then once we get bored of red wine, which comes about four o'clock in in the afternoon, we'll move on to like maybe a rum, a rum, rum and coke. That's quite a nice Christmassy drink, and then Bailey's. Oh, I do like a Bailey's, and there we are, folks, for another year. This is the thing; it do, it's only once a year, which makes it very special. But also, damn, that was one day, one day. Yeah. Anyway, please, can we talk about some Christmas songs? Do you, are you partial to the classics? I do love the classics. Uh, wait, what we talking classics like the crooners? The, we, uh, we, I'm dreaming of a world. No, I'm talking more the the stuff that's on the now compilation of Christmas songs. So um, we're talking Paul McCartney. I wish it could be Christmas every day. Yeah. Wizard Slade. Bit of. Um, Yes, I really like uh, Stop the Cavalry, actually. That's the one I was just... Yes. Yeah, yeah, I really like that as well. Do you want to hear a really fun, fun fact about this song? Yeah. It wasn't intended to be a Christmas song. Yeah. It's a fucking protest song yeah, about it, nuclear war. Surely it's the cavalry side of war that he's more concerned about. I thought it was the nuclear war. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is. You know, the height of the Cold War. The most Christmassy of all the wars. Well, yes, winter. Winter, mm. yeah. Many winters. Oh, several. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think we should have gone into Vietnam. Just putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> We, as in the Americans. as in America, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that's quite a fun, uh, fun Christmas song. Is it fun? Yeah, um, I think so, but mainly because of the brass. Has he done anything else? Can we, can we play one other Jonah Lewis song? <laughs> just I, like, just as to, ha- to have a listen. This song is "You'll Always Find Me in the Kitchen at Parties." Okay, I won't lie, I'm actually into this. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> it's <character. just> really <laughs> good. Jonah Louie, where's he been? <laughs> 
Wait, no, I have heard this song before. But I think the reason why I don't recognise it is because other people are singing the catchy bit. I mean, this is... Still, you always find me in the kitchen at parties. got to 16 in the chart, so it's not he's not completely unknown. Wizard, on the other hand, I wish it could be Christmas every day. See, whenever I watch this music video now, I'm always concerned that we're going to find him on the Operation New Tree list. <laughs> that song is that's three albums like the christmas song isn't it yeah i i remember this as a kid always playing this song so wizard (laughs) i didn't know this were um formed by roy wood who um was a former member uh and co-founder of the electric light orchestra fuck off who are of mr blue sky fame so the next wizard song is See My Baby Jive. But look at the, in the discrepancy between the number one and number two song. 45,701,389 streams. For I wish it could be Christmas every day. Ours being the... 45,701,389th stream. <laughs> See My Baby Jive, only 1,468,366. I say, I mean, it's a fair amount. It's, well, it's more than we have. But uh, <laughs> but then the next one down, number three, Meet Me at the Jailhouse. No, 14,014. Yeah. Oh my God. Classic. And 416. I always put this song with uh, Slade's Merry Christmas to Everybody. Yeah. Slade at least had Come Feel the Noise. That's true. I think Slade were a bigger band than we remember them to be purely because of this Christmas song. That's a probably a good question. Do you think some of the older generation, by having a Christmas song, that's all they're remembered for? And and there are, there are albums and albums of high-quality music that we will never bother to go listen to because all we care about is their Christmas tunes. Perfect example, Paul McCartney. Exactly. Yeah. What else has he done? What has he done? Like, yeah. Wonderful Christmas Time is a fucking good Christmas song. Is it? Oh, yes. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The party's on. Every one of those little opening notes is like a dagger in my heart. Yes, most people seem to um, dislike this song, which I think is a shame. I think he's done all right there. Like, compared to compare this to War Is Over. Another um, protest song as well. Yeah, I don't know... I don't know why those songs seem to have more depth. Yeah, I think it. I think it's something about the fact that music, when people look at it, they either think, "Oh, it's just something to enjoy." That's where you get your "I wish it could be Christmas every day," "Wonderful Christmas time" stuff, or music is more of a deeper art form that's supposed to invoke 
a feeling and invoke someone doing something so if we go so yes i i see these sort of songs the wonderful christmas time your slaves your wizards your john lennon's these sort of songs as as my classic christmas songs the ones that came on disc one of the world's greatest christmas album uh released in the uh early 2000s Potentially late nineties. Uh, that out that that Christmas <laughs> compilation album. That's like going up and down to Grandma's house, having that one in the car. Yeah, oh, yeah. wonderful times. I think also it's a thing about memory. Mm. We always talk about songs as um, invoking certain memories of certain things. Mm. Christmas as itself is such a special time. <laughs> 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 Mariah Carey. Yeah. 1980s. This was the Guardian's top song. The top Guardian. Progress. The Guardian even liked this. Oh, yeah, but of course the Guardian were like it. Populist fools. One song I do like, actually, okay. which came on the other day, is. Bruce Springsteen's Santa Claus is Coming to Town. He's making a list, he's checking it twice. He's gonna find out who's lawyer and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming how, is, how has he made that song sound so patriotic? Gritty. That's not gritty. Bruce Springsteen's a bit gritty. Yeah, I would like to chat about some of the old crooner songs. Bing Crosby, yep. White Christmas. I'm of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know It's just such a classy era, that. So you, 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 with your pipe in front of the... You sat down with your pipe front of the fire you've just beaten one of your children your wife's just burnt the pie again and everything's just better cleaner cleaner safer safer yeah yeah one one i I find really great is santa baby uh the eartha kit recording of it santa baby just slip a sable under the tree for me been an awful good girl, Santa baby. So hurry down the Just love that. It's so seductive. You think that's your favourite version of that song? Yeah. <laughs> My favourite version recently is Wolf Alice's version. <gasps> think of all the fun I've missed. Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed. Next year I could be yeah, that's a, nice, that's a really nice version. I hadn't heard that before. Can I talk about covers? You always do. Because these Christmas songs are so... They, those melodies are so ingrained. The sort of cover, Christmas cover thing seems to completely um, sort of cover all the genres. Most genres. That was a question. Ever heard of like a drum and bass Christmas tune? No. No, I haven't either. Just... You know, because you you have your you have your sort of big artists, your more poppy artists, and then even you have your sort of edgy, critically acclaimed artists yeah. will do Christmas covers, which I quite like. Do you know what's interesting though? 
I don't know if you're going to um, just immediately prove me wrong, but I, I hear more covers. Strap in, folks. <laughs> I hear more covers of the songs I was just talking about, songs of the 50s and the 60s, mainly because of Michael Bublé, but um, you, you hear more songs, more jazzy versions of those songs than you do. I don't think I've heard anybody cover I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. Or if they have covered it, no one listens to it because the original's perfect. Why would I? Why would I do that? We've talked about Christmas songs get covered a lot, and those older songs get covered yes. a lot, as you've said. And a really nice reflection of that is the John Lewis Christmas advert. Oh yes, yeah. Which they don't cover Christmas songs; they cover song songs. What do you think about those? They're quite nice. I think there's a formula to it, though. You know, I mean, the, the one that springs to mind immediately is The Power of Love by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Fire, love, with tongues of fire, purge the soul, make love Gabrielle Applin or Applicini? Applin. Appletini. Applin. Applin. She's had a, a mega career, hasn't she, since doing that? I'm going to see her next Thursday. You actually? Yeah. <laughs> the first John Lewis advert song was Please, Please, Please Let Me Get What I Want by the cover was by Slow Moving Millie. Please, please, let me, let me, let me, let me get what uh, Which is originally a Smiths song. I remember I, I heard the slow moving Millie version before I heard the Smith song. Yeah. And it was really weird to see that difference because the slow moving Millie one got slagged off because it wasn't the Smiths. Another highlights Half the World Away by Aurora. So here I go. I'm still scratching around in the same old home. My body feels young, but my mind is very young. Oh, um, I, I know her. Covers Oasis Half the World Away, which is the opening theme song for which 90s sitcom? Tom, quiz, go. British? Yep. Men behaving badly? No. Oh. Think of similarly sitting on their ass watching telly. Only Fools and Horses. No, the other one. Two Pints of Lager and a Packet Royal of Crisps. Family. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I mention another Christmas song? That's actually a Christmas song. This isn't our cover. Yeah. The Killers released a christmas song every year did they is it wait wait is that the christmas song every year no no sorry (laughs) uh for sort of three or four years between sort of 2006 and 2010 11 uh there's some really good songs my favorite which i think was possibly one of the first ones i heard was don't shoot me santa Dude, that that's really fun. Yeah, really fun song. I, I wouldn't say quite, you know, embodies Christmas. But I, I don't, I'd almost disagree because I listened to that and I laughed. So ah, then, Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there's the joy. The joy. If it brings you joy, it's Christmas. That's fact. <laughs> and it is a really it is a fun little sort of conversation between him and Santa. And then they did one every year. There's another one they did which had uh, Elton John in it. And one of the Pet Shop Boys. Oh, that's cool. Oh my God, we've missed out so many. 
Okay, hit me. Last Christmas. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. I think Chris Rear driving home for Christmas is lovely. And if I'm ever in a car driving around during Christmas, I want to put that yeah. song on. very carbon neutral is it <laughs> <laughs> spaceman by krista burr and it went the spaceman came traveling by krista burr i really love that song i'm not entirely sure how it's christmasy i think it's to do with jesus ding ding and Jesus being the reason why we're all here tonight, Christmas. Thank you, Jesus. I think this song has been mildly ruined by David Brent. <laughs> you know, the, the spaceman came down. <laughs> yeah. I've just opened up a Christmas Crackers playlist on Spotify to see what we've missed. Yep. There's so many. So we're going to be here all night. Something that many of us will know from Home Alone, Carol of the Bells. based off a Ukrainian folk song. Did, did John Williams write it? No, it's based off a Ukrainian folk song. So you see Mikola Dmitrovich Leonovich yeah. wrote it based uh, off of a Ukrainian folk song. Yeah. John Williams adapted it for Home Alone. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's quite ominous, isn't it? That's why I think it's quite cool. You can imagine wandering around alone in a snowy winter darkness looking yeah. for your family. We haven't spoken about Band-Aid. Yes. Band-Aid. Yeah, we haven't spoken about Band-Aid. Which is is, uh, probably fine, to be honest. (laughs) Which version is this? 1984. The only one that really matters, I think. The, The other two are a bit shit. Although I did like Dizzy Rascal's rap in the 2004 version. 2024 is going to be the next one. It will. God. Who's going to be in that? I don't know. No Europeans. Good. Bloody good. No more. No, Aurora's not going to come over here and, and lend her voice. Good. Stay in Scandinavia. I yeah. really, really enjoyed Bjork's contribution to the last one. Bjork's always getting involved. But then th- Bono won't be able to come over either. No. What's Bono going to sing? Uh, do they know it's a points-based immigration system? <laughs> uh, another one that really gets me in the mood. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. Don't think you can listen to that song and not be like... Christmas. <laughs> it is wonderful. It is okay. And it is a time of the year. Yes. You can't you can't dispute that. <laughs> it is a time of the year. It's happening. And it is wonderful. Mm. Any others? Any others on the Christmas cracker? Um Oh yes. Oh actually one of my top five Christmas songs. Christmas rapping by the waitresses.
second favourite rap-influenced post-punk Christmas song? Poor. Um, it's, it's, oh, you know, it, it's, um, you know. This evening, actually, you've introduced me to a lot of songs I'd forgotten about because I don't seek them out at Christmas. Yeah, well, I have, I've started to do the same, just not really listen to Christmas music unless it's thrust in front of me. But sitting down, going over it, reminiscing about all the good times, the ghosts of podcasts past. The only, th- the only Christmas songs I tend to come across are ones from artists which I like who happen to release a Christmas song. A really nice one, Tom Rosenthal. He writes a really weird mix of sort of comedic slash not very funny songs. What's the song name? The Only Time I'm Home. The Christmas is the only time I'm home. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I've shown that some love. I've given it the old heart. Have you? Yeah, I thought I like I like the the, the the synthesizer, the soft, gentle voices over that, and with the with the the twang of despair. I, I like. It's that. really um. It's one of the most personal Christmas songs I've heard actually, and it's really lovely. So go on. Yeah, what else have you got for me? So there's two songs finally that I would like to bring to your attention. Yes. By the wonderful, the magnificent, the glorious, the unparalleled. See ya. She did a Christmas album. She did. I've forgotten about this. Last year? Two years ago? Yeah. And it is the most fun Christmas album I've ever heard. Doesn't take itself too seriously. It knows exactly what it is. And she just seems to have had the greatest time recording it. And I, I, it's just great. I want to show you the vi- music video for Santa's Coming For Us. Singing to the deer in the sky. That Henry Winkler? Yes, that's the Fonz. The Fonz is the granddad in that music video. The married couple are Dak Shepherd and Kirsten Bell, and they are a real-life married couple. Oh. The children in that video are the children of Stranger Things and It, and I don't know who the dog is. When's that collaboration going to happen? <laughs> I think it's in Ghostbusters 3. <laughs> um, there's no other modern Christmas song that I can think of that is as original as that and still has that immediate Christmassy feeling when you hear it. It's a bit of a sinister title. Yes, definitely. And has the humour. The humour. The humour. That's always what we're looking for. Especially in Christmas. <laughs> Another song off that album which I really, really love is is Ho Ho Ho. <laughs> I enjoyed that actually. Jovial, which at Christmas I'll give you. Christmas is a t- is a <coughs> Christmas is Christmas is a time for gi- <coughs> giving. Sorry, I'm allergic to joy. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a poem. A Christmas poem. A Christmas poem for me. Yeah, yeah. It's for well, I'm, I'm not gonna. And the people. The people. Um, it's quite long, so please stop me. If Well, actually, don't stop me. But do you want me to read the poem, or are you not bothered about the poem? Read the poem. Okay. I want to see how it ends. Okay. 
<laughs> Charles got gonorrhea. Priya got a selection box. Gary got made redundant. Secret Santa was going to be unconventional this year. Carrie was worried. She'd misunderstood the Secret Santa format. Up stood Pat from where she sat and randomly started passing presents about. For this was risky, because Carrie had bought a dildo, jokingly. It was heading for old Mrs. Locke, who to be fair had been around the block, but it was 47 years since her last cock. Dinner was nice. Ham hock. Thankfully, Mrs. Locke had a sense of irony. Jennifer didn't, that's why she'd worn the Christmas jumper with an unfunny joke on it. She was married to Leslie, who was a bloke's bloke, despite his unisex name. He carved the turkey every year and didn't know what a nut roast was. Vegan Nigel was explaining it to him. But to be fair, Nigel hadn't contributed to Secret Santa, so he wasn't much less of a shit. You can't say anything nowadays, exclaimed Leslie. Mrs Locke wished he wouldn't. Tina from Sales tried to redirect the conversation by singing the 12 days of Christmas, but she was fucking useless with numbers so couldn't remember how many ladies were dancing. Bet you can't even say ladies nowadays, Leslie said loudly and proudly to Wesley. Wesley steadily poured his port but was short a full shot so had to resort to the pre-bought lot of bad unfine wine. That was quite a mouthful, said Barry as he broke the fourth wall. Have a safe night, Barry called Mary and Joseph from the manger on the bar. I've had too much to drink, thought Barry pensively. Pensively is an anagram of LV penis, thought Barry as he broke the fourth wall again, whilst the men around him, Paul, Glenn, Ben and another Paul, discussed the football. Ben then blurted and bitched about the witch hunt regarding his endeavours at the ditch of a Christmas party that was the last. All in the past, he said, determined tonight to bed the head of accounts that was Carol. She thought pigs and blankets were overrated, but thought Ben looked good in his new jacket. Tap that, advised Wendy. Wendy was recently and justifiably divorced. Not forced, upstood Drew. True to his word, he had worked on a speech. Bit narcissistic, mumbled Drew. Prick, said humble Drew. Drew asked not what his company could do for its employees, but what they could do for his profit margins. But he had already made the call. The staff cuts would come next fall. Running a small to medium crime syndicate is bloody difficult, if possible at all, thought Drew, who merely wanted a sustainable throughput of murders and robberies. Speaking of robbery, it was £5.50 for a pint here, and although divided in their views of Brexit, the extortion aims of the syndicate and whether crackers should be pulled before or after food, it was this outrage at, to be honest, a quite reasonable price of beer for here in London, our home, that engaged the staff in a collective groan, and that really is true Christmas cheer. It's like the night before Christmas for the modern age. <laughs> Yours is like Justin Bieber collaborating with Mariah Carey. It's unnecessary, we didn't need it. <laughs> to be four fucking days to write uh, that. <laughs> no, no, it was very good. Is that, that just like many bus journeys that you spent doing that? Well, it's tube journeys because I don't have the internet because uh, I can't do any research for this. Hence why I've sounded quite ill-informed over this. But uh, after all this, are you, are you excited for Christmas? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, happy Christmas. In the new year, you will get Will Varley, Mod Rap. We will definitely edit that at some point. And that will be our... It's our, been recorded. That will be the start of 2020. Merry, Merry Christmas! Christmas. 
so we got all my Thomas the Tank Engine trains out. Name them all, easily. Number three, James. Number four. Oh, Gordon. Number five, Percy. No, number five is James. Oh, is it? Is number four Gordon? Number four is Gordon. Number three, um, Henry. Yeah. Two. Percy. No, Edward. Edward is number six, Percy. Yes. Maybe five. Anyway, so no, that's James. Ignore that bit. Anyway, yeah, proper fucking dark. There's an episode where Henry goes into a tunnel, and because he's had a new paint job, and it starts raining, he doesn't want to come out of the tunnel because he doesn't want to get his new paint job, you know, wet. Obviously not water-repellent paint on the Isle of Sodor. So he refuses to come out of the tunnel. So what the fat controller does, he builds a wall in front of Henry, like he is Mexican immigration, and leaves him in the fucking tunnel. He was well ahead of his time, this fat controller. (laughs) God, maybe it was a parody of Trump. (laughs) Who's going to pay for it? He is. (laughs) We always knew when he called the diesel engines rapists. (laughs) And some of them, I presume, are good trains. (laughs) Make the Isle of Sodor great again. (laughs) 